Sexy Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls and this is Talk of Love, episode 27. So last week I told you that I had... And I found an old closet that I really like never go into. And there was a box in there full of shirts that I completely forgot that I had. So I was digging through and I found some of the shirts that I actually wore on the shows that I literally didn't even know that I had anymore. They're like collecting dust. You know, it's like that closet in your house, you know, that you never go and visit. And um, so sticking with the theme, I found another shirt that you guys will recognize. And this is my um, I Heart PETA shirt. See? So this is the PETA shirt that I wore on Rock of Love 1 that was sort of like the beginning of the Lacey and Dallas Wars. So I was, um, I got a kick out of it that I still have the shirt. So since we are on the topic of PETA and animal rights and all of that, I just want to talk about something that is kind of important to me. And I know there's like so much craziness in the world right now that animal rights is kind of like the last thing on everybody's mind, but it still is something that we all need to be aware of, especially if we are animal lovers. And what I'm about to talk about specifically is pertaining to uh, people who have dogs and cats. And I'm sure that's most of you. Most of you have pets that you love. And so if you remember way back in the day, Price is Right, the game show was originally hosted by a guy named Bob Barker. And then he ended up retiring and then he handed the show over to Drew Carey, the comedian who's now the current host of The Price is Right. One thing that was really cool about Bob Barker is Bob Barker was a very big advocate for animals. He was an animal rights activist. And one of the things that he used to say for decades at the very end of his show was, don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. And when he handed the reins over to Drew Carey, Drew Carey promised that he would continue that message as well, which I think is really, really cool. So unfortunately, the whole spay-neuter thing has not really um, been understood by the majority of people. Why does it matter? Why is it important? And um, I just want to talk about that for a, a moment. And it is really, really important. And I really want you guys to understand why. And I want you to have this education. So not only can you apply it to yourselves, but you can also share it with your friends and family. And it's really not that radical of an idea. I think that everybody will be on board this. So after Rock of Love, like pretty much immediately after Rock of Love, like before the show even aired, I ended up getting in, kind of accidentally fell backwards into dog rescue. And I ended up starting my own dog rescue group called Heroes Canine Rescue. And I did it for eight years. And um, it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. And what I would do is I would go to the animal shelter in Los Angeles every, like usually about every week, every other week. And I would pull a dog or two out that was on the euthanasia list. And that way it wouldn't be euthanized. I would take it to my house. I would foster it if it needed veterinary care, if it needed like any kind of training or anything, I would make sure it got that until it became adoptable. And then I would find a new home for it. And then I'd go back to the shelter and do it all over again. And I think in eight years, um, I probably rescued and rehomed over a hundred dogs or so. And that was incredibly rewarding. And I, you know, had such a great time getting to know all of those dogs and then the families that ended up adopting from me. But the problem was it really wasn't putting a dent in the problem, which was like the pet overpopulation. So I ended up stopping doing that and I moved into legislation, which I think in the long run is a little bit more effective. And in fact, a lot of people don't know this, but several years ago, I actually went to the state capitol in California, Sacramento, and I spoke at a press conference alongside Senator Dean Flores in favor of animal-friendly legislation, specifically having to do with creating laws that made spaying and neutering animals mandatory. So the reason that that matters so much is the whole reason that dogs have to be rescued is there are just too many of them because so many people are breeding and whether it's accidental litters or on purpose litters or whatever the case may be, there are just way too many people letting their dogs have puppies and letting their cats have kittens. And because it's just this overflow, then um, to, you know animals end up at the animal shelter. And the problem is the animal shelters are all full. And when they get full and more people keep coming in, 
then they have to put dogs to sleep to create more space for the new dogs coming in. It's not the animal shelter's fault. Honestly, it's our society. We are very much like a throwaway society. And so even if your dog, if you're like, well, my dog is cute and it should have kittens or, or puppies, rather. <laughs> if your dog has kittens, that's a whole different thing. Those things are gonna be worth millions. Please <laughs> bring them to me. I'll, I'll have your puppy kittens on my podcast. No, if, 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 if you're like, my dog is so cute, it should have puppies or my cat is so cute, it should have kittens. You know, even if you find homes for those animals, what you're doing is you're taking the place of animals in the shelter that could have had those homes. And now those animals in the shelter don't get those homes because those homes are going to your puppies or your kittens. So it's just a giant mess. And like, literally, this is not an exaggerated number, millions, millions of dogs and cats in the United States every single year get put to sleep that otherwise are totally friendly, are good household pets. There just is not enough homes for all of them. And it's because people just won't stop breeding. And so it's a really, really frustrating problem. And even when laws get passed saying that, you know, um, mandatory spaying and neutering, it's the enforcement is an issue. If it's not, if the laws are not being enforced, you know, then that's a problem. So, also, the other thing too, people worry like, well, if I spay my dog or neuter my dog or whatever, will it change their personality? No, is the answer. It will not. I have spayed and neutered so many animals in my life and their personalities do not change at all. If anything, it makes them healthier because when they are not spayed, when they're not neutered, there is a chance, the likelihood of them getting ovarian cancer, of getting testicular cancer, of getting prostate cancer. So when you when you fix them, then that removes those risks of cancer. Also, here's another interesting statistic for you. 70% of dead dogs that are found that have been hit by cars, 70% of those dogs are unneutered male dogs. And it's because if, if a male dog is not neutered, they have that same sexual drive that, that humans have. And what's really messed up about it, it, not to get like weird and graphic about like dog, you know, horniness, but let's just get real for a second. When you have um, a human who has those sexual urges, they can either go have sex or they can take care of themselves. Dogs don't have the ability to do that. So if you have a male male dog that isn't able to you know, breed when it wants to, isn't able to mate when it wants to, isn't able to satisfy itself when it wants to. It just can't do that. So what do you have? A frustrated dog. So honestly, it's pretty cruel to do that to a dog. It doesn't have the ability to, to mate or breed and, and we don't want it to. There are too many dogs. So go get your dog fixed. He will be so much happier because you're all you're gonna do is remove frustration. So it's totally the way to go. Also, another thing I keep running into is a lot of, Men tend to get weird about this. I feel like they um, they anthropomorphize their own pet. They're like, well, I don't want to, I swear to God, I've heard this. Guys will go, well, I don't want to neuter my male dog because then he won't be a man anymore. I've literally been told those exact words. So I, I don't want to shame any guy who thinks like that, but you got to understand that like, your dog doesn't think like you do in that regard. They, they don't know if they have testicles or not. All they know is that they're frustrated and they can't do anything about it. But the dog is not you. You're not gonna have like a pussy dog or a bitch dog because you get it neutered. That's just, if that is how you think, you gotta maybe check your own masculinity a little bit because your, your dog is not a reflection of you. If I see a male dog out in public and I can tell that he has been fixed, then I go, awesome. That that guy that has that dog is, is a real man because he is a responsible man. And if the dog is not fixed, then I go, well, that guy's like clearly insecure about his masculinity because he needs his dog's balls to be out on full display. You know, but the thing is, it's just better for animals and the 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 euthanasia rate of, of young, healthy family dogs is just out of control in this country. So as much as it's tempting for you to want to breed your dog because it's cute or breed your cat because it's cute or whatever, or you're just like, well, I don't want to do the surgery just because it sounds like a lot of work. It's just, those are all not good reasons for literally millions of dogs to be put to sleep and cats to be put to sleep every year. So so uh, anyway, that's, that's the rant, but we can all work together. Also, if you want to get involved on the legislative side, it's actually really quite easy. Um, all you have to do is get to know who your city representatives are or city council, it's just a little bit of Googling. You can find out who is the city council and you can write them letters. Or a lot of times they have town hall meetings. And again, you don't have to be any kind of special person.
person. You don't have to have any kind of education to be a participant in this. I used to go to town hall meetings all the time in Los Angeles, especially when it had to do with issues having to do with animal control. And you go there and you show up and then you listen to the city council speak and they usually have questions and they they ask for your input and they've got a little stand, a little microphone. And there was like, if you have any input, raise your hand, we'll call you up. And of course my hand was always up <laughs> telling city officials how they're doing it wrong. <laughs> that was me. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, but you can do that too. And it's actually really quite empowering. And um, and if the city, if you go and you go to these meetings and you talk to them a lot and you voice your opinion on how things should be and they don't listen to you, then guess what? Then you get to vote them out, vote somebody else in. So it's um, it's it feels really good to get involved in all this. And as I said, like there's so many different sides to the equation as far as activism goes, and specifically animal rights, and more specifically, this having to do with dogs and cats. And if you have a dog that you love and you have a cat that you love, just imagine as much as you love that animal, there's an animal just like that in an animal shelter, literally alone and sad and going to be euthanized. You know, I'm not trying to get all Sarah McLaughlin on you right now, but but that is the truth. And so it's up to all of us to do something about it. And if you're not like up for going to town hall meetings and stuff like that, I get it. But at the very, very least, like you got to spay and neuter your pets. And if you have friends, you know, find a way to like delicately, not badger them, but like delicately give them this information I'm giving to you. It's not only good for that specific animal to be fixed, but it's good for all animals everywhere. So there you go. Um, that's my rant. That's my rant and rant now. And uh, but I, I hope you're, you guys are getting something from all of this because it's, it's all important stuff. So anyway, I heart PETA. <laughs> Where's Dallas? Um, no, I kid. So anyway, I'm going to shift gears now. I am really excited because I've had so many awesome guests on this podcast so far. I've had people from Rock of Love, people from Flavor of Love, people from I Love New York. I haven't had anybody on yet from Real Chance of Love. So I'm super stoked because I loved her on the show and I also loved her on I Love Money. Please welcome Callie. Hey girl, how are you? Nice to see you. I know. I cannot believe it took us this long to finally meet each other. That's I completely agree with you. And you know, I loved your show. I loved you on it. You were like so much fun to watch. And I mean, really all the girls from um, Real Chance of Love were really, really fun to watch. And you guys like really created your own vibe that was very different and unique from Rock of Love and from Flavor of Love Girls, you know? So I am glad that we're finally getting to do this. And you look great, by I the way. Like we were like the youngins compared to like when I watch the other shows, I feel like we were just like these youngins. Like, I don't know. It was a mess. That show was a mess. And we dealt with real and chance like they're not like all their <laughs> chance is not that stable in the head so it was a lot well <laughs> I think that that all of them really if you, I mean if you compare all of the people that had their own shows you know Brett Michaels New York Flavor Flav like Brett these are pretty normal I think Brett was the most normal out of everybody I feel like yeah but I then would you probably Flav, you have New York and chance yeah Brett and real were like the most normal I think. Yeah, I would say if you were going to rank them by like... You guys are crazy. Right. <laughs> you, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brett didn't have to be crazy. Yeah, Brett didn't need to be... Definitely top three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did the job for him. So, but I always say Flavor Flav is hysterical to me because I was a big fan of him anyway. And I was a big fan of, of um, Public Enemy. And I was always like, anybody who walks into a room and like screams their own name at the top of their lungs while wearing Viking horns, I'm like, I need to be friends with that person. Right. <laughs> with, a, with a clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, all right, well, let's get into this. So I'm super stoked to have you on. So let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, how have you been since the shows? What have you been up to the last few years? And uh, and then we'll get into the shows themselves. But I want to know how you've been. Amazing, like blessed. I can't complain. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The show put me on, like period. Like to this day, I'm sure you get the same thing. Like I get a lot of like, oh my God, like, Callie, Callie, like, oh my God, you're that girl from the show or whatever, you know? So, I mean, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That show kind of like put me on and um, I built like my following from it. I got to travel to every city you could think of, you know? Um, and then I started my businesses afterwards. I had um, a boutique for like five years and now I have a swimsuit um, line. That's that, awesome. You know, so, I mean, and then I do IG influencing. Oh, of it. And cool. I feel like a lot of my following still comes from the show because I get DMs and messages to this day about the show, you know? Yeah. So. 
I agree yeah. with you 100%. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I definitely feel a, a gratitude for these shows because I feel like it, it did give us the ability to have this bigger platform to talk about the things that are matter to us or to sell products that we are like excited about or believe in, um, just express ourselves and, and make ourselves a person that we want to be. It just like gave us that kind of jump start for sure. We were the OGs. Like, let's be honest, like reality TV, like we were the original OGs of reality TV, of hosting, like before, you know, like the hosting nowadays, like we were the OGs. It was a great era, I got to say. I mean, and there's just nothing like it anymore, you know? I wish there was. I was so when, yeah. you, when you were asked to do these shows, had you already seen Flavor of Love and I Love New York and all that? Yeah, I watched all of it. Yeah. So like, it was like really... Um, how do I say this word? Okay, so I'm from LA already, so I don't get like starstruck or anything. So I wasn't starstruck, but it was just like to be in this position that like, like I used to watch this on TV and now I'm like living it. Like I was in the house, the same house as um, I Love New York season two and The Surreal Life. And so I like recognized like the house too. It was like we shared the same house. It was kind of cool. Like it was just like a really surreal moment. Like I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it. I completely it was, agree with you. It, it's a trip, and it is wild to be it's a trip. That's a perfect word. It was a trip. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, how did you end up getting to audition? Okay, so I think it was MySpace. Do you remember MySpace? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. MySpace. Yeah, um, I had seen this like casting for like. Um, and of love show like it was like oh we need some girls to live in a house and compete for love whatever and I kind of already knew I was like okay I feel like this is gonna be like because it was only like flavor of love and I love New York back then so I um I messaged them my like my pictures and stuff like that and it was I don't know if you remember Chris Catalano I think that's his name um he was the casting director oh okay okay yeah I know there was a few of them but yeah it was a few, but okay. So Chris Catalano specifically, um, we talked on the phone and it was like right away. He was like, our conversation went from like, it was supposed to be like 10 minutes to like an hour. He was like, I oh, love wow. you, Callie. Like, I need you to come in. And then same thing. I did the on-screen interview. Um, they still didn't tell us who the guys were, but I knew it was going to be one of the guys from I Love New York. We just oh. didn't know Okay. okay. Um, was there anybody that you hoped it was going to be? Was there like anybody that you were kind of crushing on? They're like, oh, it'd be cool if this person or that person. Um, so I had ran into Chan Real and Chance like at a party, I want to say a couple months prior. So I had like seen them out. And I remember thinking already in my head, I was like, that's that guy from um, I Love New York. I was like, he's so cute. You know what I mean? But I didn't like talk to him. And then when I found out it was them, it was like cool, you know. So um, in my head, I was hoping it was them. I really was truly hoping it was them. But then, um, then I started hearing rumors about like Buddha getting his own show, or like you know what I mean. So I was like, it really could be anybody. Like I had no idea, you know. I was just like, I'm gonna just do what I do and like give them my personality, and I'll figure it out when I get to the house, you know. But um, yeah, so I, I didn't know, but I was just like, I am single. So. I don't mind, you know, coming on a show trying to look for love and hopefully meeting him, you know, are compatible. And yeah, so after the uh, my on-screen interview, he loved me and he called me like two weeks later and was like, you're in the house, like you're top 10, you don't have anything to worry about and I'll keep you posted. And, you know, they sent me that, you know, remember that contract of like yep. this back yep. where you sign away, like yep. if you die, you can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember getting that and everything was happening so fast for me because I was, um, I mean, I was doing like some TV stuff, which kind of like backfired later on. Like I did um, little dating shows on MTV. Remember those little dating yeah, shows? Yeah, I've, I've talked to a few people from the shows that did those little dating shows. And I, it, I was actually surprised at how many people did those. And why do you think it backfired on you? Well, um, okay, so I did that and also did like, two movies, like kind of like little like background stuff. Mm -hmm. It backfired because those aired kind of like right before my show aired. So they're like, oh my God, Callie was just on this show. So, you know, like 
it was a big deal for people to watch us girls trying to find love, but they're like, she's in it for the wrong reasons. She's just trying to do it. Like, you know, she just wants to be on TV because look, she's on this show right now, or like she's in this movie right now. Like she just wants to be on TV. The thing so that's, that's really funny about backfired. that. I feel like that was like the recurring theme in all of the Of Love shows. That was always the girls that were saying that because, you know, these shows were really, really competitive. And because all the girls were in there, we didn't really know each other, but we had to, but we were competing and we wanted to win. And we had to figure out a way of like, how do we, how do I like knock the other girl out? What do I say, Uh even though I don't know her? And I feel like that was always the thing. Like that was a common thing in Rock of Love as well. The girls were always- I I remember that from the show. Shows. Yeah, so I was thinking that I was like, they're going to use this against me. But the thing is, what's so funny is like now, ten years after all those shows, in hindsight, everyone's like, yeah, I was on there for TV, and like if I found love too, that would have been great. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was, and, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, one could have been on the shows for both reasons. Like you could be on because you want to be on TV. Of course, like who doesn't want to be on TV? Like that's most people like, yeah, that would be fun, a fun, crazy experience. But also you could find love at the same time. So like one doesn't negate the other. So that Mm -hmm. was never like really a valid argument, but yet that was kind of the only argument that everybody had and that everybody used. And it worked. It worked because, you know, like people were getting eliminated. Like, I feel like you're only on here just, you know, for your career or whatever, you know. But the thing is, it wasn't on the show that people found out. It was after we filmed. That's when my other shows aired. So the other girl, I was scared. I just wanted to get through the reunion. I didn't want any of those to affect the reunion because I don't want to come on the reunion, come on the reunion show. And everyone's like, yeah, I've seen Kelly on TV. Like, she definitely just came in the house for that. You know what I mean? Because I didn't. Like, the number one question people are going to ask me is, did I really have feelings for Champ? And I did. I really did. It seems so- like that. that. I got the vibe that that was genuine. And, you know, one thing we talk about a lot on this podcast is some girls kind of had an idea that, that this wasn't really like an of love thing. They were just, everybody's kind of just here to create a fun TV show. But a lot of people really felt like, I might be able to find love here. And a lot of people ended up feeling like duped and heartbroken. And like, it really messed a lot of people up oh psychologically. I was, I was still recovering from him breaking my heart, like coming on to I Love Money. Like it was, everything happened so fast for me. I wish I had time like everybody else, like I Love Money. Everyone took like a year, two years off, you know, from their show. They got to kind of see what the TV world was like. You know what I mean? Um, but I didn't. So you went straight went in like, from your show immediately from your show. You right went away. straight to I Love. So you didn't even get to see your show when you did I Love Money. I saw my first episode. Wow, first episode. that's crazy. And I left the next day. So like, so you're excited. The next day? TV. I left Damn. the next day, yeah. Wow. Um, it was crazy. So it was like, I'm so excited. Like my show is out. Like I have all these like new fans like messaging me, like friends, like, everybody messaging me and then I'm like gone because you know how it is they take your phones yeah like, you can't talk you know, to anybody the difference between reality world now and back then what people don't realize is that we had no phone no tv no music like no email no books nothing, no magazines yeah. nothing over felt crazy in that house like we were nobody was there in the head <laughs> you know what I mean so it was really hard because every single day my brain was just like my show is airing today. I wonder how I'm going to look right now. Like, I wonder, you know, so oh, like, what am I going to go home to? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so, and crazy. Like, on top of that, I was getting calls or whenever I would call home, I'm like, okay, what happens? Like you won the date. And I'm like, oh my God, the show is all about me today. That's <laughs> like, amazing, but crazy. Yeah. And I know like, you're not really allowed to talk that much on the phone when you are on the phone because oh, they record you. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I hung up my phone calls probably the most on I Love Money because <laughs> I was just talking too much about like my other show and yeah. That's so wild. So I will say that as someone who is a, a viewer of your show watching it, I was completely shocked and blown away when Chance was choosing his, you know, his of love and he chose no one. Oh I was God. That had never happened. And I was just so shocked by that. And it was crazy because Real didn't do the same thing. Real chose someone and Chance chose no one. And I honestly, and I think most people thought it was going to be you. And everybody was like, so if I was shocked and I was like sitting on my couch at home, you must have been devastated. What? 
like you know okay so it's crazy because um as you know like they only show what an hour not even an hour like let's count commercial breaks they show 50 minutes of every 48 hours so people aren't even really getting the like all the time that me and chance like spent together like all the off-camera scenes we had like we really connected like everyone saw me win like the first chain and he always like you know I always won a lot of dates and like he he like can I cuss on this oh yeah fuck yeah okay (laughs) he fucked with me I just I already felt in my heart I wasn't going anywhere and I felt like I was safe all the time um so um yeah, as far as, yeah, I mean, it shocked you guys. It shocked me too. Like, you guys saw a lot, but I, like, lived it. Like, I spent nights in his room. Like, I really didn't think I was going anywhere. No, yeah, but. it was crazy. So, and I know it's a little bit different on your show than some of the other shows because from my understanding on Rock of Love, generally Brett didn't stay at that house. And I don't think that Flavor Flav did either, but but did Real and Chance actually stay in the house with you girls? Yeah, they lived, they were upstairs. Their room was upstairs. Like we were, um, like, like Mill, for example, was sleeping in um, Real's room every night. Oh, <laughs> That's wow. what a lot of people don't know. Um, <laughs> she was sleeping in that room every single night. Um, Chance, I don't think, I don't think he really had anyone in his room but me. There was, I mean, I slept there, but like, no, we would wake up and like knock on their door in the morning with like, right. Yeah, they really stayed there. Okay. Like, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. That is, um, hmm, that is interesting. So that meant that you guys obviously had like that much more time with them and to bond with them and stuff like that. And also you guys had like particularly crazy challenges too, I would say. Like, yeah, yeah. what was, what was some of like the more grueling challenges that you can remember? The challenges. Okay. So, um, I did to hear someone ask about this challenge and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this one because this was, um, one that stood out to me. I mean, besides the fact that I won, like, almost every challenge. Yeah, yeah. I bet the girls were just, like, so... Were they, like, frustrated with you? It's crazy because a lot... I thought I was going to... Unless it happened behind my back, in front of my face, it wasn't a lot of, like, people that really hated. I think they kind of just knew, like... Because I am a really cool girl, you know? So I got along with a lot of people. So, um... They were just like, like, here she goes again, like winning again, another day, like another, like they just knew he liked me, but they never disrespected me. I would say all the like crazy girls was on the real side anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like cool girls on my side. So no, they were really um, respectful towards me. They, they weren't driven, but so back to the challenge. It was a challenge where um, Real and Chance got into a fight. Yeah. Broke a bottle over somebody's head. Yeah. Wow. Like, it was like, they fooled us. Like, they really tricked us. And then I remember, um, it's crazy because the type of person I am, like, my instinct, I wanted to go in and start kicking this guy and start jumping (laughs) in for, like, my man. Because I like Chance so much. Yeah. You know, then I would have done it, but with, like, my boyfriend. And I referred to him as, like, my boyfriend the whole time. But, um, okay, so someone had asked about that challenge. And I forgot what they said about it, like, how it, how it made us feel. But, um, okay, so it was obviously fake. They set us up because they wanted to see who would snitch. Okay, That's crazy. so um, everyone was tripping. Everyone thought that was real. We thought the end of production, like, they made it so real. Like, we left. Cops showed up, everything. And they were like, <laughs> you guys, like, we're... Um, shut down the cameras please like some of the guys started like putting down the cameras and stuff like that wow. it was like and then they brought everyone in um so I want to say like that was probably one of like the most tense um challenges yeah and that's like that's a whole mind huh? fuck with what they did with you guys mind fuck you know and we're already like just Oh my God. We, they totally mind fucked us. I remember me specifically, they were asking me um, questions and I was actually like, yeah, no real hit him with the bottle. Like it was like, I like, I snitched. <laughs> so then I was like, I snitched. I was like, no real hit him because you know, he did this and that. And then, then they're like, they said something like, well, you know, he's gonna, you're going to have to go to trial and say this. Right. And I just remember I was like, 
Actually, I don't remember. That is so then, intense that they put you girls through that. Like that is insane to me. That that's like taking challenges to a whole. After that, like we're in the um, car ride going home after the fight. Like girls were literally in there crying and praying. Like we were like emotionally like. Yeah, they totally played with our that's emotions. So crazy. I mean, it's like an intense situation anyway just to be in that environment and then to add something like that on top of it I mean that is just absolutely nuts that's crazy so yeah but they got us yeah they always do that was a very good like I would say that was the only time I felt threatened in that house yeah because that's when um I got really close to Rizzi. She was like my best friend. And it's crazy. Both these shows, I have like a best friend and I always have to like go against them somehow. And like, I hate that part. But um, I think Risky won that challenge. And I was like, towards the end. And that was like the first time he really started seeing like, how, I mean, I saw how cool she was in the beginning. That's why she was my best friend. But that's when he started seeing it. Mm. I'm like, I got a little jealous. I'm like, one of those jealous girlfriends, you know? I think that's normal. I think, I mean, a lot of us are. It's like we, if we are interested in somebody romantically, we we want them to just like us. We don't want them to like us and other people too. So and imagine I, we're like living in that house and we have to hear about this awesome date. We have to see them kissing these, you know? And it's not like I could be like, you know what? I'm going to go on a date myself. Bye. I can't. I got to <laughs> right. like, there and like deal with it. It was hard. It's but crazy. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say that's the first time I really felt like, my position in that house was like, Ugh. so when you first got to the house and, and everybody was kind of being divvied up of like, which girls liked real, which girls like chance, who did chance like, who did real like, um, how did, how did you girls figure out who you liked? Was it just like, um, an instant attraction, like a love at first sight kind of thing? Was it more you chose them? Or was it more they chose you I guys? Not that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So the first, day um was like the ming mingler kind of thing mm-hmm. so we kind of got to talk to both of them you know and see who we vibe with but obviously it was their decision at the end who they wanted to be you know mm-hmm. he personally i i only talked to chance i was probably like one of the only girls that talked to one guy because chance physically was like more my type mm-hmm. you know like just like his little like badass like little attitude you know he's like kind of tatted and like his little bad boy image like I was more drawn to that you know the wrong one you know know, as girls we're always drawn to the wrong ones we like the bad boys yeah Yeah. I'm with you on that so I automatically knew I wanted to talk to him like when I found out it was them I knew I wanted to talk to him but other girls I know they were able to talk to both of them and kind of you know like let the guys pick from there whatever but I only talked to Chance on the first day and I remember it and I was good. I was, I didn't even care to talk to real. Yeah. You just felt that connection and you, you felt that attraction too. Right away. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, that makes so sense. That's how I picked my, well, he initially um, picked me, but it was because of our connection. Yeah. And- that totally makes sense. So, so after let's talk about, let's kind of fast forward to the end of the show again. So after <clears throat> the, that decision was made, Chance is not choosing anyone, which I personally, you know, what I know of like the production of these shows, I personally just assumed, well, you know, they're getting ready to do another one or maybe Chance is going to have his own show where he needs to find love because it didn't work. Uh So I assumed it was something like that, but did you actually, I mean, it sounds like you guys had an actual real connection. So did you guys talk at at all after the show? Did you like exchange information? Yeah, we, um, so, um, sorry. I swear I'm not, I'm fine, but okay. I know, okay, so, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> um, okay, so the, our finale, you, you know how finales are, you get to, like, stay the, um, day and night with them, mm-hmm. so our finale in Puerto Rico was when I got to fi- spend my final night with him, we exchanged numbers that night, okay. okay, so we did exchange numbers, I mean, even though I didn't have my phone, I think he, I think he had it. I think they let him have his phone. What city yeah, was he, he in Because you were in LA and then I can't remember what, what city they were in. They're, they're in California too, but like somewhere else, like somewhere a little bit outside of LA, but not But that somewhere far away. where you could actually like, if you wanted to go drive and see him or he could. Oh, girl, yeah, we hung out after. <laughs> we hung out after. <laughs> People don't know this, so they're going to hear it here first. Yes. <laughs> 
we did like hang out. Okay. Bunch, you know? Oh, wow. So, um, Okay, so yeah, we exchanged. So wait, hang on a second. So when, so okay, after the show ended and he didn't pick anybody and then everybody went home, the production is over, the show, the filming of the show is over and, um, and but then you had to go immediately to I Love Money. When you got back from either that show or from I Love Money, did you call him up? Since you had his number, were you like, what the fuck, Chance? No, this is how it worked. Okay, so I actually got maybe two months, if that, two months home before I went to do I Love Money. So I remember we finished filming, I want to say like um, July. And whenever they aired my first episode, I had to leave like right after that. Okay. It just felt so fast. It honestly could have been like three or four months, but it just, everything happened so fast. So I want to say, um, okay, I came home. As soon as I turned on my phone, the next day I get a text message saying, hey, um, hey, Callie. I already knew it was him oh, because wow. they were given that name on the show. Right. You know? So there's only one person that's going to call me Callie. So he's like, yo, Callie. And then um, he put, this is Kamal. And then um, he was just like, I'm sorry, you know, like about like what happened. And then um, I was like, it's okay. Like, I mean, I was still butthurt. Of course. Like, really I just want to like see you though. And like, I mean, you know, as girls, we like forgive, you know, and yeah. like, we, so, um, we did hang out and it's crazy because, um, corn fed the girl mm -hmm. that real pick, we got really close to, oh, okay. she, she's gorgeous. Her ended up moving into my building. Like we all got so close. I was like, come move in my building. When you guys moved to LA, they both moved to LA. You said and corn like, fed um, and prancer. Huh? You said corn fed and prancer ended up moving into your building. Moved. After we filmed I Love Money. Okay. So That's awesome. But Corn Fed moved like within a couple months after our show, like within like two months after our show. Yeah. So, um, so she was really like, see, she was like leaving and like she went to go see Real. Like they really had this little, you know, like they were really hanging out afterwards, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, Did you ever yeah, hang out like okay. the four of you together? Well, no, she would go be real and like, you know, stay with him, whatever. Um, and then she would tell me, she's like, like between me and you, I really don't think you should give up on chance because I just feel like, like from talking to him, I feel like, you know, he does like you. It's just like, I don't think he wanted to do that. Like she was just pretty oh, wow. much hinting at me. Like, you know, like, don't like, don't give up on him. And if you really like him, like just continue to talk to him. And so I did. Wow. You know? so it makes me wonder if that was more the producer's decision and less Chance's decision to not choose anybody. Because I know the producers really intervened quite a bit. I mean, they didn't they didn't intervene in these shows to the degree that I would call it like scripted, but they definitely had an influence um, in a lot of these shows. So that makes me wonder if um, if that was the case, you know, but I, I bet it felt good I, for you to hear from him and to kind of get an apology afterwards. That must've made you feel a lot better. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> he apologized for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, he definitely apologized for sure. But um, I mean, we hung out like a couple times and then after that, like after like my show aired, like, we kind of just, like, lost touch. Like, you know, he got busy, mm -hmm. you know, doing his thing. I got busy filming I Love Money. And then we, we probably, like, hosted one party together. And it was kind of awkward. But, uh. I mean, it's not like he made me his girlfriend, like, after the show or anything. So, either way, that decision, whether it was production or him, like, he agreed with it. Like, he didn't yeah. find love. And even if he chose me, I don't think we would have, like, stayed together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like we were attracted to each other physically mm -hmm. and um but it, it wouldn't have worked anyways but it was it was still good getting that um closure oh I can imagine absolutely it was, it was a closure after like you know after um hearing from him and then actually hanging out with him with no cameras and just like on our own you know yeah that's so, I think that's really really great that you got to have that because I know Jess, who was the winner of Rock of Love season one, I haven't had a chance to talk to her yet, but I know she was really, really hurt and felt really, really duped 
after Rock of Love because she was chosen by Brett, but then it was like radio silence after that. And it was like, so she was all thinking like, oh, we're going to be together. And then like, she just didn't ever hear from him and didn't talk to him or any of that. And um, so I, I feel like, you know, Jess never went on to do any of the other shows, but I felt like she didn't get that closure. And even though she did kind of have a little bit of a confrontation with him at the reunion show, he was like, Brett is is like such a diplomat when he's, you know, in interviews and stuff like that. He always kind of has like the, like he really should be a politician because he always has like the right answer for everything. I always wanted to meet Brett. That's crazy. He's really nice. He's He's a really good dude, but she didn't really get to have like a real heart to heart conversation with him because it was literally in front of an audience on camera with Ricky Ragman sitting right there. So it wasn't like a real, it wasn't like real closure for her, but for you, you actually got to have that. So like, that's, that's really cool. And I bet that yeah. was helpful for you yeah. for the whole for experience. Sure, Cause when he, the way he left me hanging in Puerto Rico, I was so confused. I was like, what? Like, what went wrong? Like, I was shocked just like everybody else. Like, that, that show, I was like, emotionally, like, in it, like, from beginning to end. Whereas, I Love Money, I was so numb, and it's sad to say it was $250,000, but like, I didn't even care because it was just like, it was You're so much going on, and I was in a house with Entertainer and like Buddha <laughs> and Taylor May. Like everyone's so crazy. I was like, I was like, get me out of this house. Like it was, it was a lot going on. But I would, but as far as real chance of love, I was more emotionally involved in it, in that. That's you know rough, I mean? so. man. That is, I, I, my heart goes out to you for that because you also got a tattoo, right? Yeah, and I still have it. Oh, you I do? I still have it. It's, a, it's on the side of the K. Do you see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Matching tattoos. Me and Chance literally have matching tattoos. That is so wild. And that's interesting that you still have it. I mean, it makes, I mean, it was a part of your your life. I mean, you know, not just him, but that show. So it makes sense right. that you would this, keep it. This is him. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do. Like, at least Risky, when she got her tattoo, she got Stallionette, which is like, technically part of the show, but she ended up getting it covered. Um, Rabbit was the other girl who got a tattoo. It was us three. We went to get tattoos. We were the final three and she got love, but she lied and said it was chance. It was in like the Chinese letter. <laughs> it was really love. And I was the one who was like, I'll do a matching tattoo with you. And then, um, I still have it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk about, um, I love money. So, so you're yeah. you're on this new show. You're in Mexico, and you're like and my still- show is airing. So that's what people don't realize. Like my my brain wasn't there. Everyone's like, "You're so quiet." You're so like I know it was like a lot of stuff going on that people didn't realize. But yeah, and you were probably dealing with um, heartbreak too. I would imagine. I was. I was in my feelings a little bit, but I mean, I mean, I, I get over people quick. And by that time, because I got that closure I was good yeah I was more when I went on this show I was more of um just worried about like mainly how I was going to look on you know when they aired my show yeah that makes sense yeah that makes sense that's crazy I can't believe that like you didn't get to watch your own show because you're on another show and then having like no idea what you were going to come home to that's that's wild so I I would love to see how the like I experienced it firsthand from being filmed but I didn't see how they were going to air us. And like, I didn't realize all that editing going on and how like, you know, so I wish I knew then like everything from how they film it and how they air you and how much airtime you get, like depending, you know what I mean? I wish I knew all of that coming on the show. Yeah, I totally get it because for me, I did Rock of Love and then there was a break and then I did Charm School and then there was a break and then I did I Love Money 3, which is the one that didn't air. And I feel like every time I did a reality show, I was able to like fine tune it because I was able to watch, you know, not only like what I did and kind of critique Mm -hmm. myself, but also, as you just said, I got to like see how it was edited and see how kind of the producers operate. And then from there, I was able to apply what I knew to Charm School. And then from there, yeah. I was able to apply that to I Love Money 3. So um, I would imagine that's like a, a serious handicap for you, not getting to have that well, kind of education. Yeah, and it's crazy because, um, <clears throat> like I said, I lived in a house with crazy people. Like, everybody's crazy, okay? <laughs> that's true. Um, but it's like, 
after I, I watched everything from um, from my show to Out of Money, I was like, now I get it. I was like, they. I was like, half of this crazy personality is like they're just doing it for like the cameras, and it shouldn't have like intimidated me at that time because I was like the newbie of the whole reality world. Yeah, but it did. So, um, but I started like getting it. I was like, all right, this is why I know you were so hard on me because like, you just know how the TV world works. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like all like the lies and rumors that were like spread about me. I was hated. I was hated a lot. Now that show, I was hated a lot, but all like the lies and the rumors like made up about me and stuff like that. Like I was like, now I know why you guys are doing this. You just have the time and you guys are just trying to throw me under the bus. So do you feel like, do you feel like you were maybe an easy target? Like, did they look at you as, yeah. as you know, one thing that I, like, I was definitely the villain on my shows and I talk about it quite a bit, but the difference with me and some of the other people on some of these shows is I purposely tried to make sure that the people that I targeted were were um, strong, kind of like tough people. And, you know, like, like Heather, I thought could handle it. Dallas, I thought could handle it. Um, you know, I thought that Jess could handle it, you know, whereas like on season two of Rock of Love, all the girls kind of picked on Daisy and Daisy is, was a kind of a softer, you know, energetically, I felt like she was an easy target. And there is, mm-hmm. there was a few people on all these different shows that, that just sort of happened. Like if somebody was, um, an easy target, they got picked on. And I was very much like, didn't think that was okay. I always, you know, kind of picked on people who I knew could take it and could handle it and kind of throw it right back at me. And, yeah. um, and you, I don't really know you that well. We just met, but you do strike me as a very sweet and caring person. And some mm-hmm. people mistake that for like, oh, that means she can be an easy target. And that, that means I can like, you know, fuck with her or whatever. Do you feel like that's what happened with you? No, I feel like, um, I'm not going to say that because, Trust me, because when someone came at me, I came at them, like, right back, you know? So, I wasn't... So, they saw, like, I am a strong person in general, but it was just, like, the thing is, I was... Like I said, it just goes back to, like, my my menta- my whole mental... Because you weren't there. there. Like, to, I was not sense. even... If I was to be sent home, like... And this is sad to say, because it's so much money. If I was sent home, like, the first, second, third episode, I would have been like, okay... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, okay, I want to go back to, like, you know, it was selfish. You know, I want to go back and watch me on TV. <laughs> you know? Like, I get it. Yeah. So it was just like, I mentally wasn't there. So I don't think I really, like, spoke up as much. And a lot of stuff that didn't involve me, I didn't really care to get into. Yeah. And then when it started being like, okay, um, it was like this whole, like, Cali and Panther Alliance. That's, like, that's mainly where people started coming for me and, like, wanted me to go home because, like, this strong alliance this like new little alliance starting and that's kind of where these were um that's when all the lies and it's like all right we're gonna get Callie and Prancer out so I want to say mm-hmm. it was like that and they did it so it was it, it didn't even last long because whatever they were trying to accomplish with me they did it and they got me out the house did so. you feel like it was kind of shady the way that it was done it was it was involving um 20 pack is that right am I remembering that right okay okay so this is what a lot of people don't know. Okay. Me and 20 pack have like a thing on the show, but I always try to hide it from the cameras. I don't know why, because, and it's crazy. Cause like I do YouTube now and I actually did a, I love money. Um, story time because everyone was asking about it. The thing is, okay. Me and 20 pack. Like that was like my crew on the show. Like, we shared a bed the whole, all time nobody knew this this is like my cuddle buddy like we were always like you know that was like my little boyfriend of the show but I wanted to keep it a secret because we're not each other's type outside the show does that make sense yeah like, he's not a date outside the show and I'm not someone who would date outside the show but we were attracted to we were like I was mostly attracted to him on the show because I thought he was so cute, you know? I would and, imagine it's kind of comforting to have that. Like you're you're on uh, the show kind of all alone on this little island, so to speak, not not literally, but metaphorically. And um, I would imagine it's, it's comforting to have that. Yeah, he started off sleeping in my bed, I remember, because he had like no bed <laughs> and he wanted to sleep in our room because he was part of my team. And then... Um, 
So it was fine. Like I would sleep this way, he would sleep that way. Like we just shared it, but you know how it is. Like yeah. when we're on these shows, we're all a family. Like yeah. the first night I was sleeping outside with um the entertainer. Like yeah. it doesn't mean like we're hooking up and I think that's what people like. They think just I don't know. You know how these shows are. Like, right, right. But mine and his turned from like sleeping back to back to like <laughs> Facing each other to like sleeping, sleeping crotch to crotch. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, we definitely had, and that's what people don't know. So they're like, "Why did you like sacrifice yourself for him?" And I was like, "Because we were hooking up." (laughs) And like, yeah, I I still liked him. And from watching the show, I didn't realize there was like all these episodes where he was like with everyone to get me out, and I was so mad. Man, that's shady. And that just goes back to, sh- like, he probably was, like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like it was, if the he would have protected me, but he was also kind of a little follower on that show. And he was trying to follow, like, the like the little Becky Buck Wild and the Heat and the Entertainer. So since they didn't care to have me there, he was like, okay, let me just, you know. But if it was up to him, I don't think he would have wanted me to go. And I believe the episode where I did get um no I don't know I'm not gonna okay so the episode where I went home was basically because I stayed 20 and like I felt that like he was like checking me like I'm gonna try to um help you know make you stay I I really felt like to this day I still feel like he maybe like didn't want me to go home and was trying to help me Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's just like but still I don't want to go in the box which is like like just take this one for me, like go in the box for me. And then I'm going to try my hardest to get you to stay. And I really do feel like he tried to get me to stay, but it didn't work. So it was like, like that's so crazy. So what would <laughs> you say? Yeah. What was one of the, the craziest dramas that happened on your season of I Love Money? We were just like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. What? Every day. I don't know. <laughs> so many <laughs> things happening every day. Like, um because what was most of like what happened on your season everything that we saw or was there I felt like there was like some stuff that might have been going on I didn't see that's the crazy thing it was like fights every single day and like I was actually surprised they didn't air it like me and T we got into a whole fight the first um day I was there because he called me a man wow yeah that's shitty you're a guy because I heard there's rumors that you're a man like and I got offended by that I wanted to like we were cussing each other out I was trying to break up over his head like because um when they had revealed the cast of I love I mean of real chance of love um they were like you know how they like to spread rumors everyone's like oh you know like Mel and Chance are gay like you know people are haters yeah they're super haters yeah and then so they're like oh one of them is a man and like of course they like I don't know some of them were like I should be the Asian girl. She probably went to Thailand. You know, like, oh so, my God. Jesus. Wow. They're like, this is a man on the show. And they're like, maybe it's Callie. And then so when, <laughs> so wow. obviously you must have seen that vlog. So um, that was like one of the first things he said to me. was like, are you a man? We wow. Who, who does that? Wow. Right. Like, no, everyone was just like, yo, he was, even production was like, yo, that was a dick move. Like, you know, yeah, right. Production. You guys probably told him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was that bad for production, I, they probably would have edited it out. But they were like, "Oh, that was really mean. Let's play it over and over again, fifteen times." <laughs> yeah, seriously. But and then um, there was just a lot of fights that people didn't see, and a lot of like little other hookups, you know, that people didn't see. Like, I want, I want to say like Buck Wild and. Entertainer kind of had a little thing. I want to say it and Safari had a little thing they didn't air, and then a lot of fights with Taylor Made and um, Entertainer. Yeah, and then Bia and Buck Wild. Like I remember they were in the kitchen. Like we, it was a lot of fights that yeah. didn't air. A lot of intensity. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine so. And so you and Prancer really got close on that show. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Like, my best friends of the show and she sent me home though because I that was the thing like I and everyone says that like when I left they're like why did you do that why did you turn your back on Prancer but um I did because I was staying 
loyal to my team in 25 because this is the thing. Like, I didn't really have an alliance. I had friend, friendship, which Prancer was kind of like my only, the only two people that I really trusted was Prancer and 20. Mm. So since I was on 20's team at that time, I was just like, okay, let me just like be loyal to him because I'm on his team, you know? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so- but no, me and Prancer ended up, I thought, okay, so after me and Prancer, we kind of like got into it on the show. Uh, I don't think they aired that either, but we got into it. She ended up sending me home and, um, but she, same thing. As soon as she got sent home, she called me right away and was like, um, apologetic. Uh, yeah. Very apologetic. Oh, and that's then cool. um, she was kind of telling me like all the other tea, like, okay, what happened when I left, you know? So she was telling me everything that happened. Yeah. And like, so close. And then I was like, and she's like, I'm moving to LA. I was like, moving to my building. I was like, you can meet Cornfed live here. It was crazy because how we lived in our building was it was me and then Prancer and then Cornfed. We like, all lived on the same row. So we all got like really close. I bet your neighbors crazy. were like tripping out if they watched any of these shows. They're probably like, what's happening? It's crazy because everywhere we would go, everyone was just like, they'll see me and they're like, how? And they'll look, they're like, oh my God, Prancer. Like, oh my God, Cornfed. Like, it's they got like a three-in-one package you know like every time we went somewhere like um like when we would go out to a party or something you know what I mean like it was just Callie and Prancer Callie and Prancer like and there were some rumors about the two of you right like some people were uh, saying like some dumb rumors about you and Prancer oh they were lesbian yeah like <laughs> one day randomly they're like it's confirmed um, Callie and Prancer that are in a relationship with each other. <laughs> like, like, and then, um, but then we started getting bookings for all these gay clubs. Cause they're like, Oh, they're like, you know, they're <laughs> LGBT. Like, you know, we want them. We never gave an answer. We never confirmed if we were like, you know, like together or not. We just like played it off. And like, that's every amazing. time we took a picture together, it was on the blogs. It was like, see, like uh, she poses uh, it's Callie and her girlfriend. I like it that it goes from like, from like, you're a man to you're a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. It's like right. from one extreme to the other. It's like, okay, whatever. That's yeah. so crazy. No, but it was cool. Like me and Prancer, we were really close. We did like a lot of parties together. Um, it was, we were actually meeting with, um, before that crazy stuff happened, you know, when you guys were airing, I mean, when you guys were filming your show, yeah. the I Love Money. And then all that, like, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, we were actually meeting with Mark. Like, he was, like, really going to help us try to get our own show together. Like, Mark Cronin, the, like, um, Mark Cronin Mark the producer. Yeah, the main producer um, of 51 Minds. What's interesting is, you know, I've had so many people on this podcast now, and I feel like the majority of people who have come on had had a conversation with either Mark Cronin or Chris Abrego from 51 Minds about getting their own show, myself included. And um, I... That I think that's either one of two things. Either one, they were just telling us all that just to keep us like coming back for more on all these like different Maybe. competition shows. Or, or the other theory is that they must have been expecting this franchise to go on for so many years to come that they're like, we're just going to need content, content, content. So maybe yeah. they were planning on on all of us to having our own shows and having spinoffs. Well, you and- have to give Frank his own show. It's like Frank in the basement or something, you know, yeah, yeah. Had his own show. Yeah. And then I want to say they gave White Boy, like, a show about his family pawn shop. Yeah, but that right? was a different, I think that was a different network and I think that was a different, oh. that wasn't like an of love kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, and he I did. I meeting with him for something because they were letting, they were telling me, they're like, we're meeting with White Boy because we're trying to give him something. And, um, yeah, no, you're right, but, what they did not want to do was a love show with us. I was like, I was doing a love show with us, but he was like, no, we don't, we want to do something different for you guys. We just like couldn't, we probably had like three meetings and we're trying to come up with like all these things. Wow, that's so crazy. So who do you, who do you keep up with now from the shows? Now? Okay, so, um, main, I still talk to Prancer a lot in Miami. I want to say Prancer. Oh, yeah, I love my, yeah. I to, um, Prancer in Miami a lot, mainly through like Instagram and stuff where we still like communicate all the time on there. Um, Risky from my show, my other like, that was the girl who I like made it to the end with. And that was like another best friend where I had to like go against her at the end and kind of like backstab her. Like, yeah, that sucks. Um, 
Yeah, so but at least you guys could all... none of these girls, I was like, they're not going to forgive me after this because <laughs> I'm like such a sellout on these shows. I'm like totally like, you know, You're kind of left no choice though. Like what, what choice do you have? I, I feel like that was sort of a common thing because you can get along all that you want to until it comes down to the very end and then someone's going to have to sell somebody out. You know, it's sort of the nature of the game. Yeah, so um, it was just like both my shows, I, I made a best friend and I had to like go against them on like my final time days there but no risky is like i talked to her a lot and then um rabbit was oh yeah it was, we were the final three so yeah. i still talk to her all the time oh well. that's and so I, great she lives in la so i see her quite often too oh i love hearing that that's awesome so would you feel overall your experience on these shows even though you dealt with that heartbreak with chance would you feel like your, overall your experience was positive like would you if you could do the shows again would would you Hell yeah. I wish yeah. I could do it all over again. So I could just like go into it with a whole different mentality. And it's crazy. Cause like me and chance, we like kind of kept in touch a little bit too, like throughout the years, like via Instagram. And it's crazy. Cause I just ran into him last year around this time. At, um, we um, were both at this, like, it was like a little um, celebrity, like basketball game okay. whatever, for charity. Yeah. And we had seen each other there. And like, so we did a, a snap video. And I oh, remember nice. posting it. And like, it went crazy. Oh, like, I sure I did. It, it went crazy. <laughs> like, everybody was like, oh my God, oh my God, you guys, like, you guys need to get together. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so we were like keeping in touch, like, on Instagram a lot. Like, he was always responding to my IG stories and vice versa. That's cool. And then he randomly unfollowed me. Really? That's yeah. weird. He still follows my girls. Like, you know, but he all the classmates. Maybe someone made up some like, maybe, probably someone lied to him and said that you said something that you didn't or something. That's the only thing. There's no way. Like, I don't, I don't know. He randomly unfollowed me. I don't know. That if is. You, if you interview Chance, let me know why he unfollowed yeah. me. That's so crazy. I don't it even. Was so random. I was wow. Like, well, that's you lame. You just did what you did to me on the show. Like Ooh. out of nowhere, you just like. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, the king of ghosting, apparently. Well, that's. Right. Like, damn, you just put me through like this all over again. No, oh, but, my um, God. Well, maybe. Well, let's, let's stay tuned and maybe I can get Chance on here and, and ask him what's up. We'll get to the bottom of it. But. Um, but Callie, you're so awesome. And I'm so sorry. I got to, our time is up. So I got to let you go. But before I let you go, how, do you have anything like, can we, um, you know, find out where to get your swimwear or where to find you online yeah. or like, oh my God, let me like self-promote. Right yeah, that's, that's what we're here this. for. Yeah. So, um, I also do, um, I do a YouTube with my best friends. Her name is Ani. So, I mean, you guys could follow my YouTube channel and subscribe and all that stuff. Um, it's, um, do they just find, is it Cali Love? It's Cali Love and Ani. A-H-N-E-E. -E. So, like, I don't know. Maybe you could, like, tag it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Okay. So, um, we do have a YouTube. We actually just started it, like, kind of during um, quarantine. But we're, like, trying to, like, put out weekly videos. And, like, it's just about, like, you know, fun stuff, you know? Yeah. So you can check that out. Um, my Instagram, this is Callie Love. I still do a lot of, um, I do a lot of brand ambassading and a lot of like influencer stuff, you know? So it's like, so it's pretty sexy. My, my page is pretty sexy. So you guys can, like, I checked it out. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It is for sure. And um, yeah, you've got and some great stuff. And I love your Instagram page. It's awesome. Really? So. Thank you. You're so sweet. Um, yeah. And then I have my um, one twelve. Swim, you guys can follow that on Instagram or 112 Swim. It's crazy because I was about to come on your show, like wearing one of my swimsuits. <laughs> oh, you should like, have. That would have been amazing. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put it up at the bottom of the screen so people can can find it. But that's so awesome. I'm I'm so happy for you. You look fantastic, and I'm glad everything is going great for you. And I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast and chatting with me. Thank you for having me. You I was so happy that you called. I mean, you know, you like reached out and wanted me. Like that's such a compliment, and especially Aww. like I was like the first one from my show. Yeah. I remember when I asked like, have you interviewed anyone else? You're like, no, you're the first one. I was you're like, the first that was like one. a compliment. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> you're so welcome. And you're so much fun. I love your energy. You're just like an awesome person. And I, and we got to stay in touch now that we have connected. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, girl, you got my number. Yeah, for you sure. got my Whenever I'm like, you're in my city or vice versa, we should, for sure, like, get lunch or something. I'm I was definitely a fan of you on your show, too. Oh, thank you. I remember you. you when, yeah, when they were like, it's crazy, because I remember kind of when you first started your 
podcast, like people were tagging me and um, I think on Twitter, they're like, oh, like she started a podcast. Like, I think they were tagging, like, you should go on um, Lacey. You should go on Lacey. I was like, I remember this girl. I remember her. And then when you reach out to me, I was like, perfect you know I wasn't gonna be like hey can I be on your show like I would have brought you on it it just takes a little bit of time to get to everybody but there's like so many people that I personally am a fan of like yourself included I'm such a fan of yours and I loved you on the show so it's like it's hard to um I want to just like grab everybody at one time you know but um but yeah I'm, I'm so glad I finally got to you though so you're awesome and um have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you again very soon okay yeah just Text me, girl. Will <laughs> you know do. Sounds good. Right. Bye, girl. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. That was so much fun. I'm so glad I finally got to meet not only Callie, but some of the other people from some of the other shows. It's like, it's cool for me because I get to be the fangirl. You know, I, I watch these shows just like everybody else watches shows. So it's it's really fun for me to get to interview people like Callie. It's awesome. So um, I also want to tell you guys, I have some Pretty cool stuff lined up in the near future. I can't tell you when specifically, but it will be soon. I am going to have a producer's episode. And um, I have actually learned quite a bit about these production companies. I've been doing my homework ever since I started doing the podcast. It kind of inspired me to learn more about these production companies and how they formed and, you know, who's involved and where they came from. So, you know, the little um, monologues that I do at the beginning of these podcasts every week, I'm going to do one of those specifically having to do with the production companies and uh, give you guys a little bit of education because I've learned some stuff that's kind of interesting and I think you guys will be interested as well and I will be having some of the producers on so I am so 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 excited to do this because I think we can really really get into the weeds with this and really kind of dissect everything and um, it's a really fascinating thing this whole reality show world because it's it it is um it, it just you know I always like doing these shows because it to me, it always felt like a big social experiment, you know, and especially for me, who was the master manipulator and who was like the the puppet master. And I always looked at it as a social experiment, but it turns out as much as I was doing it, the producers were as well, you know? So uh, I'm really excited to have them on and really kind of pick their brains about everything. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, anyway, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please show your support by clicking the subscribe button on YouTube. And as of course, give me that thumbs up. And um, also, if you want to show your support, then come to my website, which is talkoflove.net and consider becoming a contributor. And all you have to do is, is click on that contribute button once you get to the website and you can sign up for all kinds of rewards. You can do Skype chats with me. You can sign up to have the Rock of Love and Charm School reaction videos that I've been doing. And it's really a lot of fun. I have a lot of really like one-on-one personal experiences and conversations and, and as I said, Skype chats with the contributors. And I've gotten to know a lot of these people who have been watching the podcast and it's really been fun and awesome getting to know you guys. So be sure to check that out. And uh, also, oh, go buy a t-shirt too. There's lots of different kinds of Talk of Love shirts. If you just go to talkoflove.net and click on the shop button, then you can get a shirt, all kinds of cool stuff. So go check that out. And uh, everybody, I hope you're doing great. Stay safe out there. Make sure you wear your masks. And uh, I will see you next Monday. And don't threaten me with a good time. Bye, guys. The Talk of Love podcast is sponsored by Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. Liquid Death is 100% mountain water from the Alps. There is no plastic. It's mountain water out of an aluminum can. So you'll be doing right by the environment and you'll be doing right by your body. If you want your 10% off, be sure to go to liquiddeath.com. Type in the promo code TALKOFLOVE. No spaces. Next time you're thirsty, murder your thirst. Pick up a can of Liquid Death today.